Hey, what's happening, guys? Grace and peace to you. I hope all is well with you. Happy Thursday, and welcome back to Live the Life Podcast. Um, happy December. We got December 1st today as we've been uh, moving in the Advent season. We're a few days into that. Uh, if you're not already following along, I encourage you to to go online, you know, with, uh, with the Bible app and and follow along with an Advent plan talking about our coming King, right? The reason for the season, the reason we celebrate Christmas and uh, everything that we believe about the Lord. Amen. So I want to encourage you guys in that um, as well. So again, welcome back. This is this is uh, episode three, I guess, of season, I don't know where we're at, season nine, I think. Uh, again, I want to thank you guys for following along. It's a super encouragement to me and those of you guys that reach out and, and, and just share how this podcast is impacting your life. It, it's just a blessing and um, been doing it for a long time. Feel led to be faithful to this because um, God's called me to do it. So anyway, I pray it's a blessing uh, to all y'all. And uh, again, you can uh, check it out on www.livethelifeministry33.com. This is our website. We have a couple blogs. And uh, you can check out the podcast there, you know, as well as all your other platforms. Um, so again, episode three, you know, so over the last few weeks, we we're learning more about, you know, who God is, right? So we learned that God is our divine shepherd and that we lack nothing in him right in psalm 23 just the goodness of who he is and the reality of who he is and the relationship that he desires to have with us and the beautiful byproduct of that as we lay our life down to the lord knowing who he is and entering into this wonderful relationship you know is the peace uh the guidance um the good things um whether our life is good or bad, God is always good, and He's always there. He's there to protect us, to walk with us, to come alongside of us, to go before us, uh, to give us rest, to give us peace, to give us hope. That's just who He is. And last week we learned uh, another method of, of receiving that, receiving that being God's goodness, is, is to raise our arms and surrender. And again, it, it, there's this pattern of, the reality of life and the way we view it is humans versus uh, the way God asks us to live it, uh, which is in this this posture of surrender, this posture of being on our face before our king and allowing him to lead and guide our life. It's just a concept that's out of the ordinary, not only for us as humans, just this entire world lives for themselves and it's just a balance. You know, we've talked a lot about balance, that fine line. You know, again, we're in this world, but not of this world. You know, we participate in things. We work, you know what I mean, to, to make money. We, you know, pay bills. We have family issues. We have personal issues. We, you know, all this stuff is, is a reality of living in this world. But again, knowing that we're not of this world, right? Uh, we have this great relationship with our divine shepherd. And when we raise our arms and surrender, we have victory. Uh, victory over everything in this life, right? And then when we do that, that allows God to put himself on us, right? 
and he gives us these beautiful attributes of the of the armor of God, which we've been talking about, which we've been learning about. You know, it's in Ephesians 6, talks about the armor of God, but read all of Ephesians, you know, to learn about this, this putting on of Christ. And when we do that, when we surrender, you know, and everything's secured on the truth of God and our, you know, breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, right, the gospel of peace, on our feet, right, strapped to our feet, the sword of the Spirit, you know, everything, man, shield of faith, right, there's there's a use, there's a purpose, there's a, a divine design for all of those elements that we could stand against right in the face of Satan and what he might throw at us, you know, whole nother, whole nother study, man, on the armor of God, but Arms raised, I surrender. Today I want to talk about getting out of the way. You know, getting out of the way of God. Again, how do we get to know our divine shepherd? We do it through surrender. Another way is, is we get out of the way. We tend to surrender things to God and then we grab them back, right? Or we surrender to God and then we, we, we move in our, our own uh means and methods to try to handle things on our own. A good story about that is in, in the book of Matthew, and this talks about Peter. Peter's awesome, full of fire, full of vigor for the Lord, you know what I mean? He's, he's just awesome. Hopefully you guys are watching The Chosen, as it brings these characters to life, man. It's, it's really, really awesome, but I'm going to read you Matthew 16, verse 21, and this is right after Jesus asked Peter, you know, who do, who do people say the Son of Man is? And then he asked Peter directly, but what about you? Who do you say I am? You know, and, and again, he's, Peter said, you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You know, and Jesus blessed him for that. And again said, I tell you, Peter, on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it, right? Talks about giving him the keys of the kingdom and everything. And again, a lot of people misconstrue this verse on what that means on this rock. They think it's Peter you know, and all that, but it's not. Sorry, guys, got, got disconnected there. But anyway, um, talking about Peter and on this rock, I'll stand. I, I believe rock, there's an acronym that the Holy Spirit, I believe, gave me, the revelation of Christ's kingdom, right? And Peter had this revelation of how, of who Christ truly was and his kingdom and and all of that, and, and, and we live in that place today when we have this revelation of Christ's kingdom, the reality of who God is, that he's our divine shepherd, and through our surrender to him and his goodness and his good plan for our life, his best plan for our life, there's this revelation of who he is, and we are built upon that, I believe. So as we go on here to Matthew 16, verse 21, again, talking about today's message, get out of the way, right? So verse 21 says, From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. So Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke Jesus, saying, Never, Lord, this shall never happen to you. Now, that's Peter in his, in his ferocity as a man, right, trying to be man, trying to be prideful, 
you know, I, I got your back, Jesus. Nobody's going to hurt you, Jesus. You know, that that's admirable, man. That's admirable, you know, admirable to to be that way, you know, to, to protect people, right? Um, that's admirable, and, and we should do that. And, you know, as God calls us to do and to protect people, that's our morality, right? Knowing right from wrong, knowing good from evil, knowing when to step in and all that. That's wonderful. But th- this is interesting what Jesus says to Peter. All right. So again, Peter took Jesus aside and he began to rebuke Jesus. And he said, never, Lord, you know, this shall never happen to you. And then Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. So out of something that seems like a good thing to do, you know, I think Jesus highlights here our humanity and how our concerns for the world, our concerns for hanging on to people in this life, you know what I mean, acting like, you know what I mean, we believe we're going to heaven and this life is but a breath, yet we cling to this life and everybody in it and we don't want them to go and, you know, all that's a reality, but Jesus is is saying here, like, get behind me, Satan, this is a stumbling block for what I came here to do. Get behind me, right? Or get out of the way. You know, we're praying for God to move in our life, and then we get in the way. And and Jesus is saying, get out of my way. You're asking me to do things in your life, but you keep getting in my way. You're asking and surrendering those things into my hands, and 10 minutes later, you're taking them back and trying to fix things yourself. Get out of the way, man. Right? Get out of the way. So there's things like our pride, you know, our, our impatience. Um, we lower our arms down, right? We don't trust the Lord. We get in the way of what God is doing. And in those times, I'd say, you know, we don't trust him. We stop following him. We stop living for him. We stop thinking like him. These are all things that get in the way of what Jesus has called us to do on this earth. Jesus goes on to say, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. And again, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their own soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? The Son of Man is going to come in His Father's glory with His angels, and then He will reward each person according to what they have done. Truly, I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in His kingdom. And just reading that right now, I just that's that's the rapture, man. Not tasting death before they see the Son of Man coming in His kingdom whole nother subject studying right our eschatology and what we believe about the end times and and all of that so there's this reality man of us we have to lay our whole life down and we have to get out of the way and we have to let jesus do what jesus does man and again this this so in matthew you know 10 6 right so this is titled christ brings division okay do not think that, that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. All right? 
So I believe I taught on this in our last segment, season eight. You know, we touched on why Jesus came. I forget what I called that message, but you know, it's it's a both and. You know what I mean? Unity in the kingdom is important. You know, but Jesus came to stir things up, man. When he came onto the scene, it it just he broke through, man. Right? All kinds of things were flipped upside down. This world was flipped up upside down and miracles started to happen and right? I mean, healing the sick and raising the dead and everything that Jesus did, man, this this was dividing. People didn't know what to do, right? But us as followers, man, this sword separates. You know, it divides soul and spirit. You know, we should look completely different than this world looks. You know, following our King Jesus. And just like the new season of Chosen, if you're watching this, you know, and it's after the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, get ready for different. Get ready for different. And as he gets ready to send him out, he's like, you may not come back, man. This this mission I'm sending you on is dangerous. You're going into a world of darkness that doesn't believe in me, that doesn't want to receive me. And again, this is so important that we get out of the way, man, and we get out of our, our own thinking and let Jesus drive because he clothes us with everything we need to stand against anything and anyone that comes in our path. And our tools are love and compassion to share the gospel, but God gives us what we need. We have victory over the enemy and anything coming against our life, man. And any scary times when we stand up for the Lord in the workplace or whatever we do, right? I mean, the harshest things that happen to us in America is we get embarrassed. Yet we still don't share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ and why he came and who he is. And that he's coming back, right? That he's our savior. He provides salvation. He's the great healer. And he's the coming king. This is the reality of what we believe, but we don't believe it. We get in the way, man. Our mind gets in the way. That's why we need a renewing of our mind, and we need to believe fully who God is, right? He desires to dwell inside of us, man. Again, our divine shepherd, arms raised, clothed with armor, and he wants to dwell inside of us. We are temples of the Holy Spirit, filled with God. And we, when we have God inside of us, we live differently. We should look differently. You know, and why? Why should we do this? Because we believe. We not only believe, but we follow Jesus, man. We pick up our cross. We deny our own lives and we live for Christ. Right? In everything we do in this world. Yes, we live in this world. Yes, we work. Yes, we pay. You know, all that stuff. But Christ has to be at the forefront of all of that. Revelation 21. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Right? Made ready. Made ready. Made arrangements in advance, right? We're waiting for our king, man. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people, and God himself 
will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. We need to get out of the way. We need to get out of the way and let God do what God does. All to this end right here when he returns, and we're in heaven forever together with those that that we've helped through the Holy Spirit to come to know Jesus, to be saved, that they could live forever in heaven together. Heaven is very real, folks. Hell is very real. And it's your choice where you're going. Your choice, not God's choice. He's a good judge. He's laid it all out. It's your choice. You choose where to go. And him being a good judge as he stands firm. On, on his word, which is the truth. Every single word of it, of the Bible, is 100% true. And he is 100% faithful. So we have a choice. In verse 8 in Revelation 21 says, But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars have their part in the lake, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. That's the reality of hell, folks. We are called to make disciples of all nations. We're called to share the gospel. You know what I mean? To save our families, to save our friends, to save all of God's sons and daughters. He wants to be reunited with all of them. We have so much work to do, folks. And the way we do it is upside down, right? We're not charging forth, but rather we need to get out of the way. And allow God to work through us with all of the tools that he's given us. All of his love, all of his mercy, all of his compassion, all of his power. Doing the things he did, even greater things. Continuing on until his return. So I encourage you (laughs) and exhort you and myself to get out of the way. And let Jesus do what Jesus does. Amen. God bless you guys.